book of Genesis, the 28th chapter, verse number 10. This morning, if you can find that for me and stand to your feet this morning, you're not reverencing me, we're reverencing the Word of God. The 28th chapter of the book of Genesis, and verse number 10, if you found that, will you say amen? Amen. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and of the God of Jacob, or of uh, the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And I will and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God and of, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone and he had put, that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, Then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. You may be seated. Our Father, good God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in your presence this hour, Father, we pray and we ask you this morning to guide God, we ask you to lead. I pray this morning that you'd help me not to say a word, dear God, that uh, you would have me not to say. 
But Lord, I pray and I ask you today, God, to help me. Lord, God, help my mind to be cleansed. I pray, dear God, Lord, you'd uh, remove, dear God, any distraction. And Lord, I ask you today, dear God, Lord, to help the child of God to be focused upon your word and upon your moving. God, I pray and I ask you today, dear God, Lord, to help me to say that which you'd have me to say and help me to say not that which you'd have me not to say. I pray today, dear God, Lord, you remove today, dear God, Lord, uh, the doubt, Lord. I pray today, dear God, Lord, that you'd encourage the child of God, save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, and help today, dear God, Lord, your people to be what you'd have us to be. God, we love you. We thank you. We give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' lovely name, together the church says... Amen. This morning, uh, Brother Bobby and Brother Fred, I've got the lapel mic on. I may be moving around, not really sure yet. Uh, We want this morning uh, to recognize this same land, this same border, this same country that we read about this morning uh, while Brother Ricky was teaching is the same land that God had given unto them the promise of that we see here in the book of Genesis chapter number 28 this morning. If I can this morning, I want you to understand that there are many promises in God's Word. Do you understand that? God did not just make one promise. Uh, God made many promises. You say, well, preacher, God said that He would give unto Israel that land. uh, uh, And uh, they don't have it. Uh, Let me just clarify this morning. If I may just add a couple of words. uh, uh, They don't have it yet. You understand this morning uh, what they won over there in the Six Day War, and then they ended up giving it back uh, in the name of uh, uh, bureaucracy, if you will. Uh, but I want you to know this morning, uh, honey, that there's coming a day, uh, honey, that they will possess all of the land. Uh, I mean, you understand, Iraq will no longer be called Iraq. Syria will no longer be called Syria. Amen. Uh, it will be Israel. Uh, it will not be. Jacob's land, it will not be Isaac's land, it will not even be Abraham's land, it will be God's land, and it will be called the land of Israel, the land of promise. You say, preacher, what are you getting at this morning? I just want us to understand, honey, that the Word of God is still relevant unto our life, and it's still applicable in our everyday life. In 2022, you say, well, preacher, anything that you've read this morning, I really don't see the relevance of that uh, in my daily walk. Uh, Well, let me just, if I can, for a little bit of time, I I just want to preach around this statement this morning. I I claimed uh, God's promises. Amen. Uh, What do you mean this morning? Well, let me just simply say this morning, honey, that the stockbrokers may give you their word and they may tell you that you're going to have this much percent gain. They may tell you this morning you go down to Polka Valley Bank and they may say, well, you're going to gain 1.7% on a CD. And they may give you these words. They may even have you to sign a few contracts. Honey, and you may look to Wall Street, honey, to be able to enable your portfolio. But you understand this morning that is a game of chance there is nothing certain 
with the money. You understand this morning, honey, when God's word is spoken, God's word is already settled in heaven. You say, preacher, I believe it, and that settles it. Well, let me just say this. Whether you believe it or not, it's already settled. He came in the volume of the book. Amen. You understand the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made. Understand this morning that God's word is absolutely alive. Thank God it's not dead. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass. Amen. You understand this morning, honey, the psalmist said in the book of Psalms, back around the 12th chapter, if the Lord would help me there, you should be able to quote it, but I can't anymore. He said in Psalms chapter 12 and verse 6, he said the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times thou shalt keep them O Lord thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever can I tell you this morning God's word it's an enduring word amen it's an everlasting word it's an eternal word thank God it's an ecclesiastical word you understand it's an evangelizing word you understand this morning honey that God's got the answer to whatever question we might have. God has got the way. As a matter of fact, He is the way. Amen. Mary and Martha, honey, they were all a little upset, honey, because Jesus was not there whenever Lazarus died. And Jesus said unto His disciples, He said, This sickness is not unto death, but unto the glory of God. You say, Preacher, well, didn't He die? Sure He died. Lazarus died. That's why Jesus went there. Honey, but I want you to know this morning, the world looked at the stone that was over top of the den. The, the world said there's no hope. The world said if Jesus had been here, he could have been, been able to do something about it. Honey, but you understand, just because the world says it's over, just because the world says it's dead, just because the world says there's no hope, thank God Jesus came and he said, we're belating. And they said, surely he's sick. He's been in the grave for four days. Jesus said he shall live. Amen. Mary said, I know that he'll live again in the resurrection of Martha. And the Bible said that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Thank God this morning. You understand this morning? If there is a brainwave, if there is lungs in the breath and the lungs, there is hope. Thank God you understand this morning. The world may say there's no way that you can make it. There's no way you can do it. Thank God you understand this morning we've got promises in God's word but it's up to you and it's up to me to believe it and claim the word of God. Personally, I claimed God's promises. Look with me in verse number 15. I want you to see this morning as we preach real quick, fast, lightning, in a hurry. I'm going to try to slow down here. We see God's promise stated. Look in verse number 15. He said, and behold, I am with thee. I mean, that's got a comma there, but that could be an explanation point. That could be a period. <laughs> that could be the entirety of that verse. And it had been worth it. <laughs> yeah. 
Amen. He said, I am with thee. Oh, but thank God it ain't all. He said, and we'll keep thee. Amen, amen. Amen. He said, I am with thee and we'll keep thee. Boy, I could just stop right there and preach for a little while on that. You understand what that means? That means you don't have to go out and hoe your own garden. That means you don't have to plant your own crop. You say, preacher, I don't believe that. Didn't God put them in a place where they lived in houses they didn't build? Thank God they had vineyards they didn't plant. You understand this morning, you and I are sitting in a building we didn't build. Uh, amen. Uh, we're sitting on pews we didn't make. Uh, yeah. You say, preacher, I had something in this. Uh, you might have had something in it, uh, but it was God that allowed the seed to be planted. It was God that allowed the seed to grow uh, and for the tree to grow. Uh, and it was for God uh, that allowed it to be cut down uh, and manufactured uh, and paid for uh, by God's word. Uh, you understand today, he said, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And we'll, didn't I say I was going to slow down? You pray for me. And we'll bring me again, bring thee again into this land. Look at this next statement. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Boy, let me just stop right there. You say, preacher, I look at Israel in 2022, and I don't see the temple. I don't see them making sacrifices. Preacher, I look at Israel, and they look to be more political. Well, ain't that the way it was in the Lord's day? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Pharisaical. Amen. Pharisaical attitude. Care more about putting money in the offering plate. Care more about, amen. Care more about you're going to heal him on the Sabbath. Why? Hey, care more about how you dress. Amen. Neighbor, it's time we start looking at the inward man. It's time we start looking and getting help for what's on the inside. You say, preacher, what do you have to say about that? Understand this morning I look at Israel in 2022 and Sirius says there is no God that can save thee. Sirius says we're going to nuke you off the face of the earth. Let me just back old Syria up a minute. That's what Caesar thought. Amen. When Rome invaded them in 70 AD, they thought they were going to annihilate them. That's what Hitler thought. Amen. In the early 1900s, God ain't done with them. It's still God's people. And God is still their God. They were in bondage, you understand? Israel was in bondage for several hundred years. They were driven out of their homeland. But God never left them. You understand? They were under affliction. They were being gassed. Six million of them died in the gas chambers. Amen. They were not giving any food in the jail cells. Honey, they were digging mass graves, taking bulldozers, and pushing them in the hall. Neighbor, I'm telling you, God is still their God. And if God made that promise to them, then God's promise is still good to you and I today. You say, preacher, wait a minute. I don't see that God kept his promise. He allowed all of Israel. He allowed them to be killed. Well, let me just say what happened. I believe it was uh, 
maybe around the 8th day of May, 1948. <laughs> what happened? Israel did it, didn't run out. Israel did it, didn't try to be murdered. Israel, who had been laughed at and mocked at, God declared, thank God through the British power, honey, that is alive in this world. God declared, honey, that Israel should become noticed and should be seen as a student, a true state. And Israel, honey, on the May of 1948, Israel, like that, became a nation again. What are you saying? I'm saying it looked grim. It looked like there wasn't no hope for them. But in this generation, let me just take you to the book of Matthew a minute. Honey, we see the parable of the big tree. Glory, hallelujah, I feel some preaching. You be in prayer for me. We see over there. Hallelujah! We see over there in Israel, and he's always been called the big tree. And you remember, honey, that the Bible teaches over there in the Word of God in the Book of Matthew. Honey, Jesus said, when you see, honey, that the branches reach forth, know that summer is nigh, and this generation shall not pass. Let me just break that down a little bit if I can. Israel has always been looked at as the big tree. And you know when their branches started reaching forth? 1948. And the Bible says this generation shall not pass. You know what that tells me? Whenever the Lord comes back, there's going to be somebody that was born, that was alive in 1948. And you know what that means? I look at my day. I look at my time. Hey, I wasn't alive then, but I'm alive now. And he's coming soon. And that is the promise of God. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 37. God help me. God help me. Psalms 37 and 28 says, For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. You know what that is? That's a promise. Amen. That's a promise. You know what we see in Hebrews 13 and 5? We see, let your conversation be covet without covetousness. Thank you, Brother Roger. And be content with such things you have. Look at this. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You say, preacher, that's good coming. Well, it's also good going. Yeah. Let's read the last part of that verse backwards. What? Amen. You play some of them contemporary Christian songs, and it's hard to tell what you'll get. But you play the Word of God backwards, and it's good backwards. Well, what do you mean? Let me just read it to you backwards. Well, let me read it to you front ones, and then I'm going to read it to you backwards. He said, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Listen to it in reverse. Thee forsake nor thee leave, never will I. Thank God. You know what that does? That gives me some help. Knowing whether I'm coming or whether I'm going. He's still on the throne. Do you know what that does? That gives me help to no matter what I'm going through. God's promise. Thank God it's still real. And it's up for you and I to claim it. I'm not preaching some claim it, name it. Amen. I'm talking about claiming the word of God. I'm not talking about claiming something God told you on the I'm talking about claiming the word of God. It's 
time we put our comic books up and get out the Word of God. We sing God's promise stated, help me, Lord Jesus. We see God's promise stated, but we also see God's promise acknowledged. Look with me in verse number 16. And Jacob waked out of his sleep, and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. Now let me just say right here. He was not talking about how dreadful it is in the terms that you and I understand it. What he was saying there is how we ought to fear the place of God. Amen. You know what we've lost in our churches today? We've lost the fear. We've lost the reverence. We've lost the respect for the house of God. Amen. How dreadful. Boy, it got quiet right there, didn't it? How dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is, boy, Pastor John would have liked this verse last week. And this is the gate of heaven. And by the way, if you didn't hear Pastor John's message from last week, I'm telling you, the, the God that I serve, the Lord that I serve, preached uh, absolutely one of the finest messages I've ever heard in my life. You understand this morning, uh, honey, that what God's people ought to do uh, is we ought to acknowledge the promises that God has given. You say, preacher, I can't acknowledge if I don't know it. Hey, Amen. I understand that. But the only way you're going to know it is you get in the Word of God. And you understand you can't take my word for it. You can't take Brother Ricky's word for it. You've got to take God's word for it. You understand this morning the writer said in the book of Ephesians chapter number 1. Now don't fall out with me. I'm just giving you word of God. Amen. Honey, the word of God in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 12 that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory well preacher what are you saying I'm saying that when you got saved Jesus said it's expedient that I go away that I may send a comforter in return he went on to say he'll reprove and he will teach thee all things amen well preacher do you really believe that the Holy Spirit will teach me all things? Amen, amen, amen. And you understand this morning, honey, that we need to recognize, honey, that God shut the door whenever the Holy Ghost come in. Amen. You say, preacher, I don't believe that. I don't believe the Holy Ghost is in me. I've been here. I've been there. And preacher, I'll be honest with you, I've been saved. But preacher, I feel like I've gone as far as I can go. Well, let me just give you the word of God. Amen. John 14 and verse 16. In words of red, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Amen. Amen. You say, preacher, well, what are you saying? I'm saying no matter what you do, thank God you can only be saved one time. You say, preacher, I don't know that I believe that. It doesn't matter if we believe it or not. I'm telling you what the word of God says. You understand this morning. You've been saved. The Holy Spirit of God came in. He said, a chop. Amen. He will abide forever. You say, preacher, I've been saved, but I don't feel him. The reason you don't feel him, you've moved 
moved him out of the living room. You took him out of the kitchen. And you locked him up in a closet. Maybe you understand. He's in there. And the best thing we can do is take the word of God. We make things so hard. Say, preacher, I just don't agree. We'll go build you a church next door. I mean, that's what happens. That's why there's churches all over the world. Oh, Brother Tommy Steele told the story. Tommy put it in his words. Tommy said him and a pilot was in an airplane flying over South America and said that they saw an island. Said, Brother Tommy, said, I looked down. Said there was several little buildings there. Said there was a man out there on the beach and he was a-waving. Brother Tommy said, hey, hey, pilot, that fella needs some help. Let's stop down there. Said they landed that airplane down there on the water and they got out. They made their way up to the shore and they were greeted by this man. Just just hair, just hair, just hair. Grown out. Tell him he's been there for a long time. He said, mister, you need some help. And that fella said, no, I'm doing fine. He said, you you, you live here all alone, do you? He said, yeah, I'm just by myself. No wife, no kids. Just be me by myself. And just to be honest, I wouldn't go anywhere if somebody had tried to take me. This is my home. He said, what's that little, what's that little shack up there? He said, that's my house. That's where I live. He said, what's that, what's that little building beside of it? He said, that's my church. He said, oh, that's wonderful. He said, you believe in the Lord? He said, oh, yeah. I believe in the Lord. He said, well, what's that building beside of it? He said, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> See, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, help this bunch. <laughs> See, that's what we do. We have a fallout with our own selves. Yeah. See, not me, preacher. Well, aren't you just lovely? I argue with myself. <laughs> I, took, I got tickled the other night, Kelly. Now we're in the kitchen. She was. Talking, I thought, who's she talking to? I said, who are you talking to? And boy, she just looked at me. I didn't say another word, Patty. You understand this morning, sometimes we will fall out with ourselves. Sometimes we will say, well, I don't agree with what he said. Or I don't agree with what she said. Well, you know what? Let's take our opinions out of it. And let's get in the old black back King James Bible. And see what saith the word of God. We see that God's promise, thank God, honey, was stated. We've seen that God's promise was acknowledged. But look with me in chapter number 28 of the book of Genesis. In verse number 20 and verse number 21. We see God's promise accepted. And Jacob vowed a vow. Saying if thou, if God will be with me. And will keep me in this way that I go. And will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. Look at this statement. Then shall the Lord be my God. You know what that is? That's Him accepting God's promise. And you know when you got saved, when you got born again, you know what? The spirit of conviction. Amen. 
got a hold of us and showed us that we were all sinners. Girls, get ready, please. See, the Bible teaches that there's none good. No, not one. The Bible teaches that our righteousness is as filthy rags. You know, this morning, the Bible teaches in uh, the book of Romans, chapter number 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You say, preacher, do you really believe that when I got saved, I accepted God's promise? Yeah. Because let me tell you what God's promise said. God's word said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if thou shalt believe in thine heart the Lord Jesus, that God hath raised him from the dead, and thou shalt confess with thy mouth, amen, thou shalt be saved. You understand this morning, you got to know that you know that you know that you know. Don't take the preacher's word for it. Don't take the teacher's word for it. Don't take the deacon board's word for it. you got to know without a shadow of a doubt that you've prayed through and asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins. And if you did that, then the promise is simply this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Jesus said, Rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. You know what that is? That's not hearsay. I didn't hear that second hand. I got it firsthand. <laughs> and if God said it, it's true. Say, preacher, I just don't know that I can believe it. Let me, let me stop right here. That's why there are more than the King James Bibles out there. I'm not NIV positive. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> We'll take God's word and we'll say, well, we can't get along with that verse. We'll rip that page out. You pull out your NIV Bibles and you start counting all the verses that are left out that are in the King James Bible. Amen. If you follow down through the study of the word of God, and I'm not trying to change on you, but you listen to what I'm telling you. I'm almost done. Yo, if you'll get up, it'll help me to shut up. I promise you. <laughs> You take the King James Bible and go right on back through and the King James Bible, you, let's say it come out of this fork. It came out of Antioch. And Antioch, according to the Word of God, is where we were first called Christians in the book of Acts. You take the NIV, the RSV, you take all them other versions, they come out of Alexandria. You know where Alexandria is? Egypt. You know what Egypt represents in the Word of God? The world. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Some, I think I hit a stump. You know what? I've been fishing long enough to know if I get hung up on this two shirts on the stump. Hey, man, you understand this morning? You say, preacher, I'm open to the other Bibles. It helps me understand what you're missing out. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I, I'm saying God's promises are true. And if he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, he said, I will go with thee all the way, even under the end. Thank God I'm claiming the word of God. I'm standing on the word of God. I'm going to do what saith the word of God. Stay with me, do you think?